eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast. Myself and Slim Shady is here singing with the mic off. His name is Al. What's up, dude? I'm Slim Shady, the real Slim Shadies. All you other Slim Shadies are just imitating. So won't the real Slim Shady please stand up? Please stand up. Please stand up. Well done. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, Let's see here, Jerry. Um, Well, I, you know, we talked briefly a couple different times about this uh, Zimbabwe UFO that uh, yeah this this U- uh, th- yes this UFO landed in Zimbabwe in 1994 at a school in a very remote section. We found out that there's a fellow named Za who works over at Barstool. He was one of the school children where this uh, where he was in Zimbabwe at the time. Uh, he was four years old at the time. I had reached out to Za asking. Did you discuss this in depth on any podcast? And he sent me a link to a podcast from April 20th of just of this year, the uh, the Tross podcast. The Tross? Yes. Okay. It's a it's a barstool podcast. Right. I'm not aware of them, uh, so I was not familiar with the podcast. I did listen to it this morning on my ride in, and I was I I must say I was disappointed. Okay. In what way? Uh, first ways. I, um. They did not go in depth as you have a man sitting there that as a four-year-old saw a UFO land at a school that had all of these people that saw it. And I, I, they, they talked briefly to him and then they moved on to something else. <laughs> not that interested. Yeah, they didn't seem all that interested. I don't think people believe it. I think they did believe him because they know him. And in fact, they said, you know, we, for those who are not sure if they're believers or not, we, we know him to be telling we know him as a person. So I'll come back to what I said to you yesterday. Yeah. So we have quote unquote evidence that there are aliens that landed on this earth. Right. That had the attention of a group of kids. Yes. 
there was a real spaceship that landed on this earth. Right. And this is not the front page of every major newspaper in this country. Right. So if this... Suddenly people believe it. What's so weird is if this happened in 1994, this podcast where they talked to this guy, and Zah's been working there for quite a while, they did this podcast on April 20th. I just looked. There's a, a podcast I listen to sometimes called Supernatural with Ashley Flowers. Okay. The episode that came out today is all about this incident. I okay. don't know what, why every all of a sudden there's interest in it. Isn't it just because? Isn't it because, as you said, he just got hired? No, he's been there a while. Oh, he's been he there a while. He wasn't just hired. Oh, uh, a couple things though that I that, that, well now why I didn't like the Tross podcast on Barstool. One, there's way too many people on it. Everyone's talking. Two. Only one of them is in a studio with a microphone. The other four are on these fugazi lines that you could bear. It's such. Oh, really? Tough, huh? But I don't know if it's. if I get very distracted by bad audio. And I don't know if younger people do or if, you know, growing up on radio and everything we grew up on was professionally done. And now it's not. And now it's not. I don't know that people care. Now it's I not. I care. I can tell you, I'll tell you this, and this probably might answer your question. My kids, well, my younger guy now, watches a lot of these YouTube videos and TikTok videos. The audio quality is awful. He doesn't care. Doesn't flinch. Right. Does That's not I, flinch. I think it's an old guy thing for me. It probably is. You're used to what you're used to. Yeah, but when I start, when I'm very interested in something and it's a podcast or covered in a podcast and I turn it on and the audio is not great, it it, it has out. to be so compelling. Yeah. Like I had a... I sat through it because this guy as a four-year-old was at the Zimbabwe school. And I struggled through it to listen to it. But a couple things that he did say about it. He was only four at the time. Right. He says because he was only four at the time, he feels like he remembers telling the story more than the incident now. He says he does remember the bright light. He remembers why you had asked why, like I told you that the... um, I said that the teachers were on a in a, in a meeting. conference or something. You said they were in a meeting because during the recess, the kids. But he explained it that during recess, that the smarter kids, they deemed those kids as responsible for the other kids during recess, and that they did go to alert the teachers. But again, it's a four-year-old telling the teacher something; they're not paying attention. Right. And then eventually, some teachers did come out and and did see the thing as it was leaving. He also said, and I just Googled this as well, that there's a documentary on Netflix called The The Phenomenon that is about this. So I will go uh, watch that. So I just felt like this guy should have a full podcast with good quality microphones. And someone like me needs to talk to him. Someone that's going to Well, ask, he's got an open invitation. Someone that's going to ask real questions. See, I'd, I'd like to talk to him because I don't believe it. Yeah. And there's a lot of questions that I think will go unanswered. Yeah. Uh, right. And also, like I said, he was four at the time. Right. And he said he was not talked to by the news. They didn't talk to every kid. He said, but what they did with the drawings, you know, we've seen some yeah. of the drawings from the kids and they all look the same. He said that they did isolate the children and talk to them and ask them to draw something. So the kids were not in the same room together drawing where they could be looking on the other kid's page. So it is very interesting. He he, they brought it up on like Google Earth to see what the school looks like and how remote it is. 
he was even saying the way it is now that they built up a couple of things around it, but it was mostly this just remote area where this school was. Perfect place for a spaceship to land. Yeah, but it's also interesting what he said that he was four and that he he recalls now the memory from the story he's telling versus what he can actually remember. I don't remember anything from when I was. Four. I don't either. I, and I, mean, and I don't know if it very little. Right, but would we remember stuff if like a a, a huge incident happened for us at four? I don't know. I mean, I can tell you, I remember I was probably around four when my friend's uh, house burned down. I do remember that. Yeah, what I don't do remember. remember about I don't it? remember. I just remember being in the street with everybody that and was like in horror watching it happen. So you saw it on fire. I yeah. I mean, I remember. If you're asking me for details of it, no. But do I remember there being in the moment in the street with my? I do remember that. But there's not much else I remember from being four years old. Yeah, there's I know, really it's not. Um, I, and to be honest, I don't know what's a memory now and what is a memory because I've seen it in photographs. Right. It's a big difference. Oh, for sure. You know, is it something like, you know, I'll sit there and say, anytime we'll pass our old house, oh, the, the tree I used to climb is gone. But then I think about it. I don't remember climbing the tree, but there's a picture my mom has always had of me in the tree, but I don't remember ever climbing a tree. Right. But I, I have that image. I, I don't know. That's I weird don't. how our memories fade like that. Even uh, yeah. Za was saying on this podcast, he said, "I, you know, when you're a little kid, especially at four, you don't even know like what's a, real and what's not." Yeah, he said, "Like it, I, I want it to happen to me now, so I could really sure. appreciate everything and what I know now, seeing it." Yeah. So what that what would that be like? But at the same time, you got guys like Joe Beningo that remembered days with his dad as a child very vividly, just like he remembers games and stuff. And I do wonder, you know, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about the hours we work yesterday because he's got an opportunity to move to a new job that's going to pay him more, but he's going to have to work more late night into early morning. Not quite overnight, but there will be some. And he was asking me about the lifestyle and everything. And I said, you know, as I sat there and thought about it, For the better part of the last 22 years, I believe 19 of them I have spent on the overnight or waking up between 2.30 and 3.30 in the morning. And I wonder what my mind would be like had we slept eight hours a day like a normal person with normal hours for the last 22 years. Yeah. Like, I wonder how much has deteriorated because of that. And I don't know. So I can't answer it. And do you think... If you retire at say sixty, let's just say a, a little earlier, mm-hmm. right? That and then you go into a regular sleeping pattern. I think what's gone is gone. Yeah, you don't think it rejuvenates I itself? I hope it does. I don't see it though. I mean, everything I read. I mean, I've certainly read uh, a lot of things about. Um, it's false to think you can catch up on sleep on the weekend. Yes, I've heard that as well. Because when you cut yourself short, you have cut that day short. That's it. And now you're starting from point X. And so every day that you don't sleep, I want to say it's a minimum of really like seven hours, not really eight. It's like seven hours. You're really hurting yourself. I don't remember the last time I've gotten seven hours sleep Monday through Friday or Sunday through Thursday for us. Six, sure. But seven, not a chance. Last night was four hours and 15 minutes. I think that's why people have kids when they're younger because they feel like they could 
go without sleep. Like, if I had a baby right now, forget it. Like, when would I be going to sleep? Well, it's that, and it's also the fact that uh, usually when you're younger, you're married to a younger woman, and it's a lot easier to have easier the child. Easier to have babies. Yeah, because I think... sperm would be more willing to be sperm. It'll work better. Work. I think, too, you're probably better off having a kid in your 30s than you are in your 20s. I think you're more mature, you're more ready for it, and you've done more in your life. Yes. But it is easier to have kids in your 20s. I'm not saying 20, but 26, 27, 28. You got more energy. You got more oomph coming out of there. Right. And it's easier probably for the woman, too, I would think. How old is Sal? Sal is 41, I believe. Wow. I believe. Yes. That's good timing, I think, for him. Uh, well, it better happen now. So <laughs> otherwise, he'll be looking at 45 real soon. And right. It gets difficult. I mean, I can tell you... You know, it's, it's hard for me to say I haven't spent as much time with my younger son as my older son because I've coached him in travel baseball and I spend a, a ton of time with him. But I was thinking the other day as I was doing some work around the house as he was in the batting cage just by himself. And, you know, I went in eventually and threw to him. But for like an hour, he was just tossing the ball up and he just listens to his music and just hits and whatever. And I've thought back when Matthew was born, I was 30. When I tell you I did ever, we played wiffle ball every day. We played soccer every day. We were in the driveway playing basketball every day. And while I do those things with Joseph, I don't do it as much. And I find I'm just, I'm tired. So I think there's something to what you're saying about as you get older, man, it is hard. Yeah. Let alone having an infant. Right. I, could, I couldn't imagine right now. Right. No chance. Like the walking dead. Right. I already feel like that. <laughs> So, yeah, we no doubt are taking years off of our lives of memory. Memory yeah. years. Yeah, I think so. So if when the UFO landed when we were four, we would have no shot of We might have been on a spaceship. I don't remember. <laughs> Did a spaceship ever land at your school, Jerry? Who knows? Uh, Ms. Giuliani, she should be fired because she wasn't out there with us. She was not out there. Hey, the smart kids. Chase this I, I don't believe that either. They put the smart kids out there to oversee? Come yeah. On. It was Zimbabwe. We were using, we were using American You can't find on one it. adult? Maybe they were a little older. You know what I mean? Like maybe it was a, like a grammar That's school. Different. So maybe it was older kids. That's different. You're telling me the eighth graders were overseeing yeah, the I think preschoolers. So. That's different. Yeah, I think so. As opposed to, you're a dummy. No. <laughs> you're stupid. No. Oh, yeah. You got an A. You're good you at watch, math. You watch these two idiots. Watch these kids. <laughs> then I was thinking this. You know, I was having some, uh, you know, just some um, troubles with the dog as far as anxiety issues and all that stuff. But it made me think about me. My When I have a problem with anything, my initial, rea my initial reaction, now I don't follow through on this, but my initial reaction is to quit something. To quit? Yeah. So like to end it. So my initial reaction is... Gene is gone. Not Gene is gone, but like <laughs> if I'm having the like the dog has that like, maybe I shouldn't have this dog. Maybe I should. <laughs> what are you, you can do now. Maybe I should give the dog up. Like my always, no matter what it is, like if I go to to be like, you know what, I'm going to uh, lift these weights. I can't do it. My initial reaction is quit. I I rethink it then and don't quit. But I have a quitting mentality. I wonder why that is. I don't know. I mean, I don't follow through on it. But my initial reaction is quit it. Wow. Which That's is interesting. Terrible. It is not good. 
That's not a good. And that surprises me, actually. That's not that something I would have to, I would want to say to somebody in a job interview. No, no. What are you uh, uh, Mr. Like? Dukes, when, the t- when things get tough, yeah. like how would you react around uh, the newsroom? I probably would want to quit. <laughs> or you're hired. <laughs> uh, but I would uh, go home and rethink it and yeah. then not quit. I wouldn't tell people that. Yeah, but that's a very, that's not a great initial. No, it's a bad quality. Thought, yeah. I would bad agree. Quality. I'm su- I, but I am surprised by that. Yeah. Because you've held this job for how long? And I'm sure there are days right. that you've probably said enough. Right, but you're right. They're right. I, initial, there, are th- there are other things where I don't quit on. But uh, li- even little things I just would want to quit on. Yeah. I mean, there have been times where I have been, like, I'll give you an example from college. And really, I began in high school. There have been times where I've been beat on a test. And you got two options. You can take it or you can cheat. And I'll never forget the one time, one time I went home with a, at a twenty six, out of a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on a history exam, <laughs> and uh, I'll never forget. Just tell me, I gotta just let you guys know. Uh, yeah, I got a twenty six, and my mom, my mother looked at me like, a what? I said I forgot to study. I said rather than try to fake my way through it, I basically just left a lot of answers. I couldn't answer them. And I remember her saying, you know what? I appreciate you not lying. Great. And from that moment forward, I'm like, that's it. If I don't have the answers, I'm not going to cheat my way through it. It's going to be what it's going to be. And there's something freeing about that, too. Yeah. So that's kind of similar, but I guess maybe not because that's a test and it's not something I could achieve physically. But I don't know. There's something about not. There's something about not giving in to what you're talking about. I guess it really is two different things. Now yeah. that I'm actually analyzing. It's really not the same at all. I'm trying to think of another example. Like if I want to, if there's a song I hear and I was like, oh, I would like to learn how to play that on the piano. And I start, you know, looking at the notes and start transcribing the notes to something that I can read. And, uh, and I start playing it. It doesn't sound right. So I, I, I know I need to just put more time into it, but sure. sometimes initially I'll be like, you know what, I'm not going to do this song. I'll but you get what you, I mean, and I'm sure you do it. You also just got to perfect the first couple of bars. Right. And you just take it one, instead of reading through it too yeah. far, it's kind of like putting together something or putting putting something together. If you go look at the manual and look at steps one through 944, you're like, oh, no chance. But if you do one into two into three. And even if you set up and go, you know what, I'm going to just do one through five today. Yeah, and absolutely. Even if I do it well. I'm going to have a good day, and tomorrow I'm going to... No question. Pick it back up. That's why a lot of times during the day, like Gina will make fun of me because I, when she asks what I'm doing for the day, and I'll be like, um, uh, today I'm going to go uh, food shopping. She's like, oh, where are you going to... Uh, then when you come home, you're going to work out? I go, no, nah, I'll work out much. tomorrow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let me... I'll go shopping today. That's what I'm doing. Tomorrow's my workout day. So don't ask me to. I cannot go food shopping tomorrow. <laughs> I got nothing else. Today's planned. my workout day. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, yeah. I have the yeah. I, I pack my days a little bit more than that. A little bit. Just a little bit. All Yesterday right. I got home. I finished the floor that I put down. Almost finished it, but I I got the rest of the floor down. I got to do the trim now around the walls. Yeah, that's got, the hard part, though, right? Um, it can be. I don't think it will be. I mean, it's really quarter round. It really shouldn't be that big a deal. But I got home. I was cutting my ass off with the with the with the with the jigsaw, and I got all that done. I was sweating. Got in the car, went and worked out at the gym. On the way home, stopped and grabbed something to eat. 
then pitched to my son. It was a lot of stuff. Then we had a quick dinner. He wanted to go play basketball for a little while. Went and played basketball, then took him to his game, his baseball game. It was a busy day. What'd you stop to get to eat? I picked up food for the kids. Oh. That was it. Not for me. But that, like, that, my day started at 2.30 and ended at 10. Yeah, that's too much. That's too much. Long day. But I'm not going to miss them playing. Yeah. That, to me, is where I'm going to, you know, I don't, I try not to, if it's about me, then I'll go to sleep. But if it's for them, I'm going to stay up and, unfortunately, be exhausted. This is what rock stars say, and maybe you follow this uh, theology. I'll sleep when I'm dead. I don't, you know, it's funny. I used to say that when I was younger. I don't care for that anymore. Now you'll sleep when you get some time. Not at 47. I want to sleep Friday night. (laughs) You can sleep when you're dead. I want to sleep Friday and Saturday night. I love a Friday night sleep. That's the greatest sleep. I know. The absolute greatest. The the feeling of walking out of here on Friday morning at 11 o'clock knowing that I can be I can be carefree I can have coffee all afternoon if right. I want it if I want to have a drink Friday night I can have because I, I during the week I won't do that same here if I want a couple of drinks I can do that if I want to sit outside and just shut my eyes you know under the star I can do that too and then just go to bed peacefully right I love Friday it's so cliche and I've never been like that but the last two years my God I can't wait to, I get do I wake up Monday I'm like is it Friday yet well, just that it's the sleep thing. Like when you it can is. sleep in from Friday, you're, where you're not watching the clock to get to bed at yeah. a certain time. Like Sunday at a 1 p.m., I start to get depressed. <laughs> I love Sunday morning. I do. Saturday morning, Sunday, oh, it's great. Maybe not one. By 2 o'clock Sunday, I'm like, Christ, I got to get up in 12 and a half hours. And then during football oh. season when you're watching the games and you hear. You're right. On 60 minutes. You're right. Or how about when I got to work Sunday night football? Yeah. I'm like, sure. No good, dude. Yeah, whatever. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. All right. It was a fine one this morning. Uh, And tomorrow we'll see you on a Thursday. Uh, uh, Jerry, you tell me it's going to be like 80 degrees today. 83, supposedly. Hells yeah. Enjoy your summer Wednesday, Al. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Uh, what do you say? We do this on a Wednesday, 5.03. It is the warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today, for tomorrow. Visit CarneyBank.com for details. His name is the Eddie Scazzeri. I am in the studio with one man, a mythical man for some, if you will. His name is Al Jeff Dukes. What's up, Al? Good morning, Jerry. Very mythical. Hey, uh, you know... I've been uh, driving now. You and I, when we would carpool, we would drive through uh, Staten Island, Brooklyn, into Manhattan. That's and now how you we do get it. In. And now I do it. And thank God you took me on that journey for a year or more so that I now know how to go. Right. But for the first time today, are there mountains on Staten Island? Eddie, no, it's the landfill. Staten- no, there seems to be like a mountain range on Staten Island. I looked to my left uh, at one point. I was like, 
There are mountains. There is a beautiful apartments built into the mountains. Yeah, Grimes Hill and Emerson Hill on the Staten Island Expressway. Yeah. It goes uh, Staten Island Expressway goes between the two. That's yeah. a hill. It's a beautiful mountain range. <laughs> it's not a mountain range. Purple Mountains. You're not majesty. in Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was cool. I was like, wow, look at Staten Island. The first time you've noticed that. Yeah. And it was just the beautiful uh, either apartments or condos right built right into the mountain. And now, that's around the area of Fordham, right? Or at least the exit for Fordham. Fordham? Not Fordham. Uh, Wagner. Yes. Wagner. Exactly. <laughs> Wagner is up My on bad. either, I forget which is which, Grimes Hill or Emerson Hill. Yeah. There's also Toad Hill. Wow. Yeah, who knew? I never knew Staten Island was a hilly place. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I had no idea. I live in the mountains of Staten Island. That's what I would tell people. <laughs> They're not mountains. I live in the beautiful... You may live by the ocean. I live in the mountains of Staten <laughs> You're Island. You're such an idiot. <laughs> the Staten Island Mountains. <laughs> they should have named it Staten Island Mountains. Okay. I bet they pay a premium to be in the in that complex. Why don't we put a new right Mount Rushmore up in Staten Island? Ooh. A Staten Island Mount Rushmore in Staten Island. Toad, Hill, Toad Hill is very bougie. A lot of expensive homes. Is that there. right? Mm-hmm. Although the, if you're if you live in the mountains of Staten Island, you are looking right out onto the highway, which sucks. No one wants to live by the highway. What about the back end? I have no idea what goes on that side. I'm just saying. I mean, you're talking about what's happening from what you can see. What about on the other side? Yeah, I don't know. The other fun thing about going that way is, you know, the Verrazano the Verrazano Bridge has an upper level and lower level, and you know, during overnight construction. A lot of times, one of them is closed, and only one of them is open, which is fine. They all go to the same place, turns out. But it is alarming when you first look up at the highway sign that just says, when you get the second part first, it says, all lanes closed. <laughs> well, you know that's only one <laughs> I one know level. that because I go there every day. But if I'm driving and I'm a new driver there, and I look up and it says, all lanes closed in the direction I'm heading, I'd be in a panic. You might be waiting a while. I would be in full panic mode jerry it looks like uh the 86 uh, Mets what are World we doing series well first of all the, we've done this already 16 times what do you mean the espn's gonna do a four-part why you series i'm interested in what way Mets. all right let me ask you this all right we know about the games correct we know about mike scott and the astros that punk we know about wally backman and mookie wilson we know about hot foot in the dugout what does that mean we Oh, where they were lighting their feet on fire? Yeah. Okay. We know that guys were having sex with females under the stadium during games. We are familiar with that. We know about the amazing card games they had. Okay. We know about the turmoil and how some of the guys didn't get along, some did. We know about Ray Knight punching Eric Davis in the face. Like, what else is there? I feel like there's, I feel like we're missing some stuff, Like Jerry. what? You tell I don't me. Know. But I saw the... The, the tweet that ESPN had put out that this 30 for 30 four-part series. Called, four parts? Four parts, Jerry. Oh, my God. Four hours. Once Upon a Time in Queens. I better learn something. They put up a picture that looked like the Brady Bunch uh, screen where it's like there was like nine uh, different uh, Mets players, either nine or 12. Uh, and, and it really hit me yesterday because, they you know, they look old. And the, the, from my – that's my, my – when I think back on my childhood of sports... It's 35 years ago. It's the 86 Mets. So to see them all facially looking old... Have you looked in the mirror? Hurts. I have. I mean, we're not young anymore. This was 35 years yeah, ago. It's Think sad. about in 1986. 
If I were to tell you, Al, what happened 35 years ago? I'd be like, Pfft. I don't that know. was 1951. I'd have been like, I don't know. Electricity was invented. I but, don't know. Jimmy. But but I'm just saying, it's like we yeah. feel like it's yesterday, and it is. It's long ago now. But I feel like we haven't seen this in documentary form. We've seen it in uh, individual interviews. There's We've been seen so it. many books written. Yeah, but no one reads books, Jerry. I well, I have. I mean, you've I, read a book about the 86 Mets? Yeah, sure. Mm. They, but that you've got the the video that was released celebrating the '86 Mets. I'm sure you've seen that with Wild Boys from Duran Duran in it. No, I never saw that. You never. Is this, this when you stopped watching baseball? This documentary is for me, Jerry. That? I don't recall that. Wow, it was a great. I mean, it's a great video on the '86 Mets. Yeah, there. I don't know. I feel like we've seen this over and backwards 16 times. But maybe like I feel like we've gotten stories, but. Didn't get them confirmed. It's only who was the writer who did the the book on the Mets? Bob the, Clappish. No, the the the, no? the, the writer who did the he, Harper. He, no, he he was a, a he's a writer who wrote controversial stuff about the Mets, the, the '86 Mets, the uh-huh. Bad Boys of something. He also did a book on the Lakers. Uh, his his name is escaping me. Hold on. Okay, take uh, your time. Book on. I thought it was Clappish. Book Jerry. on I your first guess. Well, that's the one I read. No, that one. He's not going to write anything good. Jeff Perlman. Oh, yeah. Jeff Perlman writes controversial things. You know, like he wrote about uh, Kevin Mitchell cutting the head off a cat, like things like that. I want to. I want people to address these things. They have been addressed though on camera, but they've been addressed in interviews over the years, over and over. I mean, you've had Daryl Strawberry on with Boomer and Carton. You've talked to Doc Gooden, who answered the question about trading sex for drugs, which he did not. <laughs> which he did not. Um, but I'm saying, like, we, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, to me, I feel like they're running out of topics. So we're starting to recycle. Coming up next after this, we're going to go over Henry Aaron's chase of Babe Ruth <laughs> because we haven't, heard, you know, heard that story. Yeah, I just, you know, like, I love uh, the, the John Bonet Ramsey murder case. You, you do, huh? So I will watch, there's been a, so many documentaries, and I'm in for all of them. Same with 86 Mets. I'm interested in them all. I want to see everything. I bet you the Mets still win the World Series at the end of it. I hope so. <laughs> I don't listen. Will I give it a gander? Yes. You do might I give think? It a gander. Do I think I'm honestly going to learn anything? I don't. Yeah. I don't. I think it's going to be everything. It's going to start with you know how things began in spring training as they couldn't stand each other and they were arguing and you got the fight with the team picture. You you know what all, if I told you that what? was how that will how it will start and then you go into your things. It goes like, what if I told you. That's the 30 for 30. Yeah, I mean. And then you do that part. Could be wrong. Maybe we're going to find out how Gary Carter was isolated from the team because he was a church-going man and the guys thought he was no fun and he was an old man. I mean, I don't know. I feel like we know all this stuff. No wonder he was my favorite player. Old man, isolated. Yeah, didn't like to do things. Sounds familiar. Yeah. So, all right, I mean, listen, I'll give it a try, but... mm. I I'm also not, think they, it's not a, this is not like put it on the calendar. Yeah. This probably could be a two hour, one episode, two hour documentary. Probably. Four hours is probably a little much. I mean, I just, if you look at that team, like where else are you going? And you can't like, who are you sitting down with? Lenny Dykstra's insane. So we can't let, we can't. He'll be in it for sure. Oh, he's in it. I already of course saw he his is. photo. Of course he but, is. You know, Wally Backman's fun, crazy. Mm-hmm. They had Keith Hernandez, who is a broadcaster. But, all right, we're, that's another good point, though. His. Keith Hernandez has told so yeah. many stories about that year on the telecast we watch every night. 
True. What is he going to tell us that he's held in for 35 years? I've never said anything about this for 35 <laughs> years. I'm saving it for the document. They're going to need some sort of big thing. I agree. I just don't know that it's there. I hope it's there. We'll I'm not see. sure when this is coming out, but I'm in. How about a 30 for 30 in about 20 years that the Mets wasted their money on Francisco Lindor? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. What I'm if I told kidding. you? Joking. I'm joking. Though he did get booed a lot last night. That's what I heard. I heard he was booed. Yeah. Well, when you don't get when you don't do anything and you're getting paid a fortune, that's what happens. Boo. He's playing well defensively, but you know it's funny because I heard Luis Rojas say, you know, don't worry, he's going to get hot and go on a you know he's going to go on a streak. That's fine. You know what I want? Consistency. Give me some form of consistency. I'm not. I really don't want a guy that's going to have a 20 game tear about 600. And then disappears for 25 games. You don't want streaks. No, I no. Baseball is a game of of streak, and I know that. But there's got to be some level of consistency. Get a big hit once in a while. Do something. I mean, he's batting 200 now. It's only what 18 games for them. All right, fine, fair enough. It's only 18 games. But at some point, can we at least see the guy that resembles? The guy that the Mets just gave a third of a billion dollars to? Like something. He, I mean, he comes up with guys on base. He rolls the ball over to the pitcher. He rolls the ball over to second base. It's like, come on. Where's the hard contact? Where's the solid contact? I need a ball in the gap. Right. That seems like an awesome Start shot. a rally with a, a leadoff triple. Something. He's giving you nothing so far. A ball Hitting a ball in the gap must feel awesome. You want to hit a ball in the gap yeah. or you want to hit a home run? I think a ball on a gap is kind of cool. Because you want to sprint around the bases. Yeah. And then, especially if you know you're not going to go for a triple while you're halfway to second. You just got to pull up into second yeah, base. Casually, like, like man. I didn't even really have to run to get here when I'm on second base. <laughs> well, sadly, a lot of those doubles are that way because they just kind of assume off the bat, it's a double. Yeah. No one They're right, not looking they, for a three. Right. They're not Fran Mil Reyes from the other night. Who's this now, Jerry? <laughs> Nationals fella? Yes, Al. Nationals yeah, fella. No, I do. Uh, he's on the Indians. Indi- oh, right. I got his first my, career triple. I think it was his first. I got my teams confused. Well, you I, got a lot Mets, confused. Uh, Yankees, uh, the Yankees. The, the, <laughs> uh, the Yankees finally beat uh, the Orioles, Jerry. That was good. They finally beat them? Uh-huh. They lost once. They lost once, but they won once yesterday. Uh, this Higashioka. I guess is now the starting catcher unless he uh, well, stinks. That's uh, yeah, what I, think, I read. I think he's going to play more times than not now. I mean, that's what that's what you're telling you because Gary Sanchez has not been good, and this guy produces. Hit another home run last night, and he's done the job behind the plate. So you know what? Good for him. And he deserves the, it. He's the home run stroker. And he was last night. That's right. I still, I'm telling you, every time I hear his name in my head, I do. The home run stroker. Well, maybe you're going to get why. more home runs for him. Here's what we're going to find out. Either A, you're going to hear home run Stroka a lot more, or B, it's going to reveal that he's really just a spot player. And is not, you ever see guys like that? Like, they're really good in, 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 in spots. And they'll produce, and you'll be like, boy, why does this guy not play every day? Then they get the chance to play every day, and it's like, oh, that's why. It's like uh, in the NFL when a quarterback, a backup quarterback, yeah. plays like uh, Noel, what's his name? This uh, Nick Foles, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh. Comes in, this does guy, the job. Yeah. Why is this guy not starting? Then starts. 
Yeah, I mean, it's very similar to that, actually. So they're going to let Higashioka play until he starts to stink. Then they'll put Gary Sanchez back in, I think. Well, I don't know if that's exactly the game plan, but he's going to start more than he doesn't now, as opposed to knowing he's going to start once every five games when uh, when Garrett Cole starts. So he, he started last night, and I'm sure he'll be back in there tonight. He should. He homered last night, did the job. Let's go. He was the home run stroker. Yes, he was. And, you know, I like, I was listening to Sal to drive it in, but he hates Giancarlo Stanton. Is that I like right? how he's like, oh, Stanton had another meaningless home run in the seventh <laughs> inning. <laughs> he's not wrong either. Yes. But it is funny. It was a meaningless home run. Yeah, pretty much. And then we also heard that Aaron uh, Judge left the game in the ninth with a lower body soreness. He always it's has unbelievable. These very vague soreness injuries. It is. It is incredible. You think that's his butt? Lower. It, yeah, it could be body. His he, butt could hurt. He could have glute soreness, maybe hamstring soreness. He could be butt hurt. He could be very. Has ever happened to you? Happened to me over the weekend. Being butt hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I have had my butt hurt, but I got a new seat for driving in for my car. I, uh, like a like a gel. It's really helped. I'm sure it has. But I was I was butt hurt all the time. Now was that did that was that part of uh was that like your gift for signing up for AARP? <laughs> <laughs> no. Sign up for AARP and get free butt gel. <laughs> free butt gel for your seat, your car seat. But it really helped because I was uh having bad back pain driving. That's because you had anxiety. Um well now I have neck pain driving from anxiety. <laughs> So you got to see me driving into work now, Jerry. I have a, a thick gel under my butt. Then I put a lacrosse ball behind my shoulder blade. Why don't you put Tiger Bomb on your neck and you can smell <laughs> like an old man? <laughs> That's next. I'm going to put Tiger Bomb on my neck. Which I love, by the way. Tiger Bomb? Tiger Bomb at the end of the day, especially if you worked out or you did something strenuous, there is nothing better than you take a shower like late afternoon you rub up with some Tiger Bomb. Now, you smell like an old man, but God, it feels good. Why don't they have a nice, like, vanilla scent? I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe it's what the, the, the ingredients that give you the heat that get deep into the... Yeah. I don't know. What is that, a roll-on or you use a cream? No, the Tiger Bomb? Yeah. No, it's not a roll-on. It's not. I don't know if they make a roll-on, do they? They make a roll-on for a lot of that stuff. Like, Icy Hot has a roll-on. Hmm. I don't know. No, the Tiger Bomb, is for me, it's, that, it's the little bottle, Yeah, and it's like the... Cream. It's it's like a it's a cross between cream and lube. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like, it's like a, a gel. It's like actually. A gel. It's like yeah. a, is it like a chapsticky material? Um it's that like cool. it's like a it's it's like petroleum jelly that hardens. <laughs> I, I, that's the best way I can describe it. It's like a hardened petroleum jelly. Okay. Like a hardened Vaseline. So when you put You've that never on never use this? Uh, not Tiger Bomb. Okay. When you put the Ben Gay for you. <laughs> I have used Ben Gay. Right after you drink your Metamucil? <laughs> I Metamucil up. I Ben Gay it up. I and then Brazilian, you sit on your butt gel. <laughs> and then I sit on my butt gel and it's all is good in the world. Oh, my God. How do you, if you put on Tiger Bomb with your bare hand, how does that not make your hand hot? Uh, well, usually you wash, wash your right hands off. very quickly. Yes. I'm sure it would if you left it there. But why would you leave it there? I don't know. You shouldn't. And then, if then yeah, you got to be careful not to touch your area when you're going to the Which bathroom. Which I've done. You have yes, and you've burnt. You've that got burns. Tiger bomb on your area. It, it, yes, it burns. Mm. Absolutely. That's wash you gotta, your hands. Why you gotta wash your hands immediately? Wash your hands. Wash your hands. All right, wash your gonna, hands. We'll wash ourselves wash of the segment hands. when we come back. More. Uh, there's gonna be a documentary on the wash your hands. Yankees. 
uh, coming up. <laughs> so we'll discuss that. Wash and your then filthy got, hands. Oh, I got you, Al. Jeez. <laughs> so a lot more Pretty to do careful. on the warm-up show. All right, Jerry, as you may remember, I'm coming up on my one-year anniversary in my new condo, and I couldn't be happier with my purchase. If anyone is looking to buy or a first-time home buyer, check out financing through Carney Bank. I had the best experience with my mortgage loan officer. His name happened to be Dave. They were very personable, efficient, made the entire process really easy. Visit CarneyBank.com for more information and to see the benefits of their first-time homebuyer program. You will not regret it. That's CarneyBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, quick break. On the other side, we'll get to something, probably more baseball, because there's a lot going on. Plus, the Nets won last night. 20 after 5, Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Jerry, Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Doo Doo. Hi, five twenty-six Wednesday morning. They call it the hump day of the week. You're that much closer to a Friday. We love Fridays. You're gonna have a summer Wednesday, Al. Down the mean? shore, get those. Be- it's gonna be eighty-three degrees today. Today? Have you not for real? No, yeah. I haven't checked the weather. Get those binoculars ready oh, because the girls baby. are going to be out in bikinis today. Well, I go whale watching with the binoculars, Jerry. I don't look at women in binoculars. That'd be total creep fest. Liar, liar, pants on fire. I'm looking for dolphins. You boaters, say what you want to surf, say. Surfers, this sort of thing. Jerry. Right. Uh, I know you're not a huge fan of the 86 Mets documentary. I found something on my show sheet that you. I'm guessing you'll be even even less of a fan of. Great. So let's discuss it. <laughs> Yeah, the Pioneer League in baseball, Jerry. I don't know if you're familiar with the Pioneer League. Give me one team. The Lincoln Logs. And <laughs> <laughs> now I could they be wrong. The, they won the championship last but year. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say there is no such team. <laughs> All right, what state do they play in? Nebraska. Uh, I was making sure. All right. All right, the Lincoln, Pioneer Nebraska. League. Let's see. I'm going to get the standings. Give me the Pioneer League. I bet you they have some fun. Minor League Baseball always has fun team names. You know, they do different things, like the Shrimps. All right, you ready? I'll yeah. give you the regular season standings from a couple of years ago. This is where I'm getting the teams from. All right, Jerry. You've got the the Great Falls Voyagers. Eh. Eh. I don't know what this is. The Idaho Falls Chukars? I don't know what that is. Me neither. The Billings Mustangs, that's team I'll go see. The Missoula Osprey. The Grand Junction Rockies, not great names. No, these are boring. Could you imagine what type of uh, giveaway night you could have for this team? The Rocky Mountain Vibes. Oh, the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> the Smoking weed. That's not where I was going. Oh. I was thinking Eddie hits the thing. Right. Uh, the Oram Owls. Spelled O W L Z. I kind of think that's cool. All right. And I can't. Owls with the Z. Because I can't. My eyes are so bad. I can't see this team. The Ogden or Ugden, I don't know. Raptors. Mm. Not great names. No, these are not great names. And the, uh, the, let's see, who won? The Chukras look like they won two years ago. Yeah. I think. I don't know what that is. I'm not sure. I don't either. Eddie, what's a Chukar? He's gone. 
Where'd he go? He went to go get a coffee or go oh. to the bathroom or do something with the log. I'm going to find out. Anyway, so there's no Lincoln Logs, but I got no you. No Lincoln Logs. That'd be a great name, though. Um, so in this Pioneer League of Baseball, they're replacing uh, extra innings. A true car is a bird, by the way. Okay, a bird. They're replacing extra innings, not with starting a runner on second base like Major League Baseball does. When uh, your teams are tied at at the end of nine innings, there will be a home run derby to determine the winner. See, the, here's the problem with this. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like the runner at second base. I don't. I ra- I would honestly just prefer them just play out the game. And if a game goes 18 innings, it goes 18 innings. Very rare that that stuff happens, but whatever. The problem with this is some people will say, well, if they can do it in hockey with the shootout, why can't you do it in baseball? It's a very simple reason why. In hockey, you're just playing for the extra point, and you've already locked up a point by getting to overtime. Oh, you did? Yeah. I did not, I did not know that. Sure. So it's much different. In baseball, you're playing for a win and a loss. Right. So I, I don't love it, but it's also the Pioneer League, and what the hell? I If that is going to make more people come out to the ballpark, go for it. Right, because then I think people would be rooting for extra innings. Because I think see that's a true. Run derby. Yeah, I think that's true. I just wouldn't want to see it in Major League Baseball. But if you did this in all minor league parks, I think that's awesome. All that's right. fun. So you're not against it. I'm not. No, not an independent league in minor league baseball. Absolutely not. I think it's fun because if you think about it, and I'm not saying cities like Billings where they have nothing else, but if you go see a Lakewood Blue Claws game, are you really getting like emotionally attached to the Blue Claws? I am not. You go there for a nice afternoon, nice relaxing night. Maybe they got fireworks after the game, Ballpark which allows food. you to leave and not have any traffic because oh, people stay for the that. fireworks. <laughs> I always go on fireworks night. But it's just a fun night out. So if you ended a minor league game or an independent league game with a home run derby, hell yeah, go for it. But you don't so want I don't to hate s- it. You don't want to see Mets Phillies no, uh, I don't. tied at does no. three can't after nine go into a home run derby. No. And the way they're doing this too is if there's a you pick one player for your home run derby, and if the home run derby ends in a tie, then it goes to a second player oh home run. So derby. they're going to make sure they get a decision that yes, day, win or lose. A decision. Yeah, I like I say, I think for those lesser leagues, it's fine. All right, just don't bring it to MLB. Uh, the Yankees have traded Mike Talkman. The Sockman is gone. The Sockman. He uh, went to San Francisco for reliever Wandy Peralta. Wandy is W A N D Y is his name. Yeah. Wandy. Right. Is that a uh, name you've heard of? I haven't. I've his name. You know him. Isn't there a Wandy Rodriguez too? I feel like Wandy. Do you think Wandy is short for something? I don't know. I, I don't know. Like Wanderous? Wandy Rodriguez. I feel like he was in MLB that. as well. Wandy. Oh, yeah. The Wandy Peralta. Let me see if Wandy is short for something, Jerry. Go for it. You tell me. Uh, nope. Well, like, what would it be short for? Wow. His name is Wandy Luis Peralta Dominguez. Okay. That's a name, Jerry. I'd like to see that on the back of the jersey, the whole name. The whole. Well, I don't know about that. The biggest name I've ever seen is Jared Saltalamachia. But that was enough. That's a good one. Now, his Wikipedia page already has him on the Yankees. Who? I don't know who changes these who things. Who updated this already? I don't the know. The guy was just traded. It says Wandy Luis Peralta Dominguez. Is a, is a Dominican professional baseball pitcher for the New York Yankees. I'll tell you this. My when gosh. a rumor or someone posts online that someone has passed away, yeah, the one thing you don't want to do in broadcast radio or TV is you know report that someone's died and they haven't. 
mean, it's really that's a terrible one. Well, what do you think? You're alive, reading that you're dead, <laughs> or listening to it, right? Or hearing it. Yeah. But if you ever go to Wikipedia, like moments after you see that, it's already updated. I don't know who's. I don't know. I do not this? know. Who are these people? I, I guess you've got millions of people in this country, and I don't know. Someone takes the initiative to do it. Yeah, it's the last thing on my mind. But someone does. And I don't even have a Wikipedia page. So when I pass away, there's nothing, no one's even going to write anything. Well, Wouldn't that be weird? If you heard that you, if you were driving in. Yes. And Sal Licata was on the air and he said, uh, it's very sad to report we've lost Jerry Recco. And you were driving in. Would you think that you were, that you did in fact pass away and that you were in an alternate universe? Or did you think Sal got it incorrect? What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I think I would. I pretty so much conf- think that Sal got it wrong. I'd be so confused if I was like on the uh, Varazano Bridge. Let me ask bridge. you this: Am I looking down at cars as I'm driving? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what if you were hovering over the Varazano Bridge <laughs> when you heard this news? Um, <laughs> then I might think that he got it right. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I, yeah, it would be uh, a little strange for sure. Mm. Let's just hope that doesn't happen either. He reports it or it doesn't happen. Not yet. Right. You don't I want feel it like to, I a long way to go. You don't want it to be falsely reported or, or reported at all or accurately reported. Right. You don't I, want to hear either of those. Not things. yet. No, 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 no. Life goes fast enough. Let me enjoy this. Jerry, the state of Massachusetts is going to open stadiums at full capacity starting August 1st. Okay. Now, are there That's rules going to cool. be attached to this or do you know? No licking people. <laughs> That was their only rule, they said. <laughs> so you didn't look the rest <laughs> of the article. <laughs> you are too funny. So, I did not read the article, because Jerry. Because I'm, when you look at the NFL season this year, yeah, I get the sense, especially in the direction we're going, New York just made it 33% for outdoor stadiums, and we're only in April. I would think, as more and more people do get vaccinated, and if, in fact, the numbers continue to plummet, which it seems like they have been, you know, if the Giants and Jets don't have 100% capacity, I think got to be looking at, like, 60 or 70%. So that makes sense to me in Boston. I mean, Florida, did, didn't they just do a UFC event over yeah. the weekend, full capacity, indoors? Full capacity. Now, if nothing comes of that and there's no spike from that event... Be pretty telling, though. Yes, I would think so. So, and that's in you know you're talking about Patriot games outside. We'll see. Right. I can only hope that when we get to September, that that is indeed the case. That we're looking at full stadiums in the NFL again, and in baseball, as we get set for like the stretch run for the playoffs. Oh, yes, Jerry, for playoff baseball. I got to tell you, there have been, you know, you looked at Baltimore last night. They've stunk for so long. When they showed you this, the stadium last night, you felt like you were watching a an Orioles game. It didn't seem unusual, especially when they flash back to last year and you watch the highlights of the empty stadium. Just having seven, eight, nine thousand people mulling around, even spread out, it looks it doesn't look unusual. It looks like midweek baseball is. It looks like something. It does look like something, and it's got the feel of a real game again. So we keep increasing, and away we go. Five thirty-six. We are more than halfway home to the great Boomer and Geo. They come your way at the top right here on The Fan. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. with the invisible touch how about that it's a wednesday nice to have you with us warm-up show till six you got big program boomer and geo coming up at 6 a.m they take you six to ten you're like you're you're rocking out i'm picking all songs this is off of a 1986 playlist based on the mets 86 docuseries that i'm looking forward to but you didn't do wild boys Wow, and who sings this? I don't know Wild Duran, Boys. Duran Duran. Yes, you do. 100% you do. All right, I'll come back with do. Duran Duran you Wild absolutely Boys. absolutely know. You, you're actually going to sit there and say, this song? I know this song. How you do know, you not I'm know gonna this I'm going to play it right now, Jerry. Hold on. Please hold. I'm almost certain by it was way, Duran Duran. By the way, uh, later on today at 4 p.m., yeah. I don't know why I'm very intrigued by this appointment listening. Uh, Lenny Dykstra. No, um, uh, Evan's eating a hot gummy oh, bear. I, yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this, too. <laughs> Because he's so cocky that he's going to be able to eat this this hot gummy bear, which is like the strength of like very powerful. Now, hot why peppers. is this allowed? I don't know. What if he burns his mouth or his internal organs or starts vomiting? Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. I heard Craig the other day say, "Just have some ice cream before you eat it. Eat yeah. it and then drink milk." Yeah, drink that milk sounds and... that sounds like fun. <laughs> like, who decides to even produce these things? Right, I don't know. Uh, it's well. a red hot gummy bear, and it's supposed to be like super hot. They actually had a good idea, but no one on the show would go for it. Which was? Which was to get a, a, a let's say there's however many people on the show. Boomer, uh, Boomer. Craig, Evan. McMonagall. McGonagall. And, and Tommy. Yeah. So four of them. To put three regular gummy bears and one spicy gummy oh, bear in a bowl. A little gummy bear roulette. Each one gets one. They all cowered out. Which really? I would have done as well. I would have cowered out as well. But well, that there a pro- If there was something attached to yeah, it. Yeah, there was nothing attached. Like if you get stuck with the hot gummy bear, we each give you a hundred bucks. Right. That'd be interesting. Yeah. But I'm uh, tuning into that four o'clock. That sounds fun. Well, I, you know what? My son's got a baseball game, so I probably won't be. Because I want to see if Evan can continue to do the show having swallowed the hot gummy Maybe bear. Maybe that's Craig's plan. And you're right, Wild Boys, Jerry. This is it. This was the Mets. This, this was the Mets song in '86. Well, this was from the from the video, the season recap video. Do you remember this or no? No. Really? My mother must not have bought me this recap video. And there was an Emerson, Lake, and Palmer song. Yes. Right. And a few others. That and the Emerson, the the uh, the. I always it thought it was Welcome Electric back, my Light Orchestra. To the show that never oh. ends. Right, and that was the one that started with the whole Backman. And uh, and Dykstra combination, Wild Boys, yes, yes, and then the uh, the other one was just like all great plays. Mm-hmm. It's a good video, it really is. I'm so, I'm really surprised yeah. you've never seen it. I blame my mother for not getting me. Uh, a copy I might of still that have DVD. it. VHS, you have a VHS tape, you have a VHS player. I, I do in have that a VHS, condo. You I do. Do you really? That was converting some things. If I can find it, all right. Will you watch it, yes. or am I waste my time? Wild Boys. You know where it is, obviously. YouTube. It'll be on YouTube. All right, it's probably on YouTube. I could just yeah, but there's something it. about putting the VHS yeah. tape. Yeah, the truth, truth. <laughs> fast forwarding and rewinding. Yeah, I remember how it starts. Mirrors, magic wands. All that matters is that we won the ball game. Mookie talking about. 
game six. And then they and then they flash back to the ground ball, yep. gets by Buckner, rounding third night. Mets win the ball game. They the, win. And then they go to spring training and Bob Ojeda right. and Frank Cash. And, and then you get the fight for the picture. Tim Tuffle, yeah. Do you see the fight? No, I don't, I don't know. You if see a little bit of a scuffle. Yeah, really? you do. do they, uh, you get that little bit of a scuffle as they're getting together for the team photo. In Florida. When we have the 86 Mets, right, For as Mets fans, we go 86 Mets. What is the one team you would say for the Yankees? Is there one year that stands out more than others? The Red Sox. What do you mean? What? I said, which Yankee team? Which year of Yankees? Which year, which of, Yankees? year of Yankee greatness? Oh, I see. Uh, 98. 98. I mean, I think a Yankee fan might say 96 because it was a special year. I don't think they were really expected to win the World Series, make the playoffs, yes, but not win the World Series. Um, and, you know, it was kind of the first in a while. But 98, right? 98 was the year they won. Uh, 100 and six, They wound eight, up winning 16? 114 games. It was yeah, 114 like or that. 116. I think it was and With the playoff wins. And they couldn't lose. I mean, they were, I think if I remember correctly, in 98, I don't think they lost back-to-back games or they never had a three-game losing streak. And One then, of those type they, of deals. I don't think they lost in the postseason either. I'm going to no, do that. Maybe that. one game. Yeah. This sounds like a fun Twitter poll. I'm going to say Mets fans have the 86 well, Mets. But, you know, but this 69 Mets were also very special to a lot of people also. Sadly, most of those people and, have passed. And Eddie. speaking of that, you know, you have the 27 Yankees. No, no one on Twitter is from the 27 Yankees. And no one on Twitter is from the 69 Mets either. Somebody from, you know, the DiMaggio team, no. the Mantle teams. If you were a fan of the '69 Mets, you probably are not are not alive because and I'm I was born in '69 and I'm well, 51, almost Well, how about the people 52. who are still alive with the '77 Yankees when they came back and Reggie and that was like the return to greatness? All right, then give me this. Give me three Yankee teams then that I could put on this list. You're Se- saying I no- would say '77, '77. 96 and 98. Uh, you know, in 96, that's a great point because it's much like 77 when they came back and or the culmination of the of the dynasty than the the 2000 maybe because oh, they beat confusing. the Mets in the this Subway the problem series. with the Yankees. They had too, had too many good well, teams. You know, they've won 27 World Series. Right. The Mets, we just go 86, 69. If you want to do four, do 77, 96, 98. <laughs> Let's do six. And 2000. <laughs> And by, just to correct myself, so the Yankees did have a four-game losing streak in 98. Losers. But they had so many long winning streaks, they went 114-48. and 48. Mm. And they won 125 games when you factor in the playoffs. Playoffs? I mean, that, that was a dominant. You think about that. They, they only lost 48 games the entire season. Would they have beat the 86 Mets? The Probably 98 not. Yankees? Uh, uh, the, yeah, they might have. Yeah. Probably not. That's one of the best teams I've ever seen. And the 2000 Yankees... Some would say, well, they beat the Mets Subway Series. The problem was, I don't know that Yankee fans enjoyed that. I really don't. Now, they wound up winning the series, but like going into it, it was like it was a no-win situation. You had you were expected to win, and if you lost, oh boy. But I would say 98. All right. If this was old-school talk radio, we would just take phone calls, 96-98. And how about this, too? And then do tomorrow, Al, on the warm-up show, mock draft. <laughs> The Yankees started in '98, a year they went 114 and 48. They started the season one and four. How, how about that? How about that? It's <laughs> pretty wild, actually. Yeah, that's some that's wild stuff. They started one and four, and then they were 26 and seven. So they 
picked it back up. <laughs> they went 25 and 3 in the next 28 games. They got it together after that. 25 and 3? All right. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's pretty good, Jerry. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. What do you make of the Thunder beating the Celtics last night in Boston? <laughs> Surprising. <laughs> very surprised. I was very shocked, Jerry. <laughs> Oklahoma City had lost 13 straight games and the Celtics are trying to make the playoffs. I listen on any given <laughs> not Sunday apparently Tuesday, Tuesday. <laughs> on any given Tuesday anything can happen. The best part of that was I wish that was on camera. Al's reaction. <laughs> he, he, I couldn't tell if he was scared, what stunned, or what. I felt like Tommy Lasorda when you said, uh, "What do you, you think of Kingman's performance?" Like, the Thunder beating the Celtics. What do you What do you mean? What do you think? I think of the Thunder beating the Celtics. I don't think you think anything. Nope. <laughs> Jerry, I have two dog-related stories. Quickly. Oh, I have to move quickly. With well, these. it's five fifty-one. What do you think? When do we break? At five fifty-one usually. Oh, then I'll save it. Let's let's go early. Okay. I'll save a little space for two dog-related stories in sports on the other side. Two sports dog-related stories. That's right. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Who is sick of paying rent? Why would you rent? I bought my condo a year ago, and it feels great to build equity in my own home. If you're looking to buy or are a first-time home buyer, finance through Carney Bank. They changed my entire outlook on the mortgage process. Also, their first-time home buyer program offers savings like a 30-year discounted rate and down payments as low as 5%. Don't hesitate. Visit CarneyBank.com. That's CarneyBank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, a couple of dog-related sports stories coming up next right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. It's Amy Lawrence on Michael Vasaki's reaction to qualifying for a PGA Two. He was crying. You'll, trust Michael me, it's Vesaki. actually Vasaki. Vasaki? Vasaki. How do you say it? Coxsackie. That too. That's coming up now. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFA. All right, a couple more minutes till we get you to the top. Win for the Yankees last night, a loss for the Mets, and the Nets won in Tampa over Toronto, Al. The warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today, for tomorrow. Visit CarneyBank.com for details. Two dog stories for you, Jerry. Uh, one, Danica Patrick, uh, she was out with two of her dogs, and they were uh, attacked by coyotes. Now, where was this? Where does she live? Like, where did this happen? I think uh, Upper West Side. Oh, Jesus. No, you I, didn't I, check? No, I did not check. Somewhere <laughs> where coyotes are roaming around. you got to be careful. If you have dogs and you live in coyote <laughs> But what, uh, land, what size dogs, though? Do you know? I think they were smaller dogs. Okay. Which coyotes? Coyotes are punks. They'll never go after a pit bull or a German shepherd. They, like, go after little dogs. Come at me. I'm a man. I'm a pit bull. I would take a pit bull over a coyote. You, Jerry? What do you think? Um, I don't like coyote. either of them, to be quite honest. Coyote versus pit bull? How yeah. many coyotes? Uh, it says there seems to be a couple coyotes, but she got some scratches from it. Like, she was defending her dog. Good for her. You know what's amazing? Good for you. Even reading, so you got to pass on this one. Even yeah. reading the story, it doesn't say where. Right, and it doesn't say which of her dogs, because she has a couple dogs, doesn't say which of her dogs was was attacked. Or if Aaron Rodgers sent the Coyotes. Oh, Ooh, come that on. That would be nasty. Now, why would he do that? He's doing just fine. Oh, he's doing terrific. He's engaged. Yes, he is engaged. This is what we hear. And then a second uh, dog-related sports story was a uh, Greyhound race dog in New Zealand tested positive for meth. Did you really post on the Bradley Beach Facebook page? Oh, boy. <laughs> that is a private page. Looking for... That is a private Greyhound page. Greyhound owners... <laughs> to give your dog a friend? 
That is a private page, I don't care Jerry. if it's private or not. Someone tweeted it to us. Well, that was rude. So that was really you, huh? I uh, can't confirm that, like Jerry. You this literally is... went to social media to find your dog a friend. <laughs> hey, Whimsy needs a friend. You guys don't understand the separation anxiety she's going through. Well, you maybe you should have thought of that before you got a dog. And rude to the person <laughs> who screen grabbed that <laughs> private <laughs> message group. I'll you know. finish your story. We don't have that much time. Well, just that the, the, the Greyhound race dog uh, tested positive for meth. Bring so, the crystal meth and let's party. Yeah. And We're then, just oh. one day away from the 2021 <laughs> NFL Draft. 